to begin Verbal Tap MMA podcast, the show that proves fighting is easier from outside the cage tonight. <laughs> Ref, this is serious. I need you to be respectful. Child. A reading from the arbitration award pursuant to the UFC arbitration rules, John Jones applicant versus United States Anti-Doping Agency, or as you know them, USADA. This is from the official document. I am going to section 14, the epilogue, and I'm going to read directly from it. Raph? Mm-hmm. Not a joke. This is a man's career. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Just go on. On the evidence before the panel, the applicant is not a drug cheat. He did not know <laughs> that the tablet he took contained prohibited substances or that those substances had the capacity to enhance sporting performance. However... By his imprudent use of what he pungently referred to as a dick pill, (laughs) he has not only lost a year of his career, but an estimated $9 million. This outcome, which he admits to be a wake-up call for him, should serve as a warning to all the fighters who participate in the same sport. That is the end of Section 14, the epilogue. (laughs) And I want to know why you're laughing. You assholes. You just, you guys, you guys, you athletes with your dick pills, you take notice of this. We're going to make an example of him. Now, I know some of you are wondering what happened to John Jones. Yeah, he might have come up short in his deliberations. But I tell you, this process is long and the shaft of justice will not just be dicked around, guys. Not by him, not by you, not by anybody. This is the type of inappropriate behavior that people are always complaining about the media with. You. No, it's not. It's fucking, it's fucking Trump's world. That's what we're doing. All, we're all U- living in it. USADA merely said is that he pungently referred to it as a <laughs> dick pill. What's, uh, what's the big deal about writing that? in a? I'll tell you exactly what I want for this. I want it required in every USADA arbitration that they include the phrase dick pill. How would they fit it in? I I didn't believe my eyes when I read it. I read it several times, and then I sent it to you to make sure I was reading what I was reading because I've never read of anything. Now, a lot of people have made the claim that USADA is ruining the sport. Now, I want you assholes to really think about this (laughs) Because they're using phrases, and again, they're quoting from other people in their arbitration. When somebody like John Jones says, yo, it was a dick pill, and they're like, (gasps) my word, a dick pill. How pungent. (laughs) And then saying like, well, you know what? I hope he learned a valuable lesson. So look, now we have John Jones who suspended a year. That's the end result of this whole thing. Yes. Uh, Kev... I have not read. Do me a favor. Just read this, the, the sentence one more time. Just the the important one. Sure. However, by his imprudent <laughs> use of what he pungently referred to as a dick pill, he's not only lost a year of his career, but an estimated <laughs> nine million dollars in the okay, same sentence se- as nine million dollars. Everything that that one sentence, and, and this is as somebody who writes for a living. This is people who came came together. And had an arbitration, and this is a whole committee who were like, "Hey, guys, is somebody writing this down? Let's let's have somebody write down our official stance." Okay, great. 
However, by his imprudent, I mean, let's be clear, he was very imprudent, uh, use of what he, God, he was such a, what's the word I'm looking for? He was just an asshole, but not an asshole. He was a dick. Mm, yeah, he said dick, though. <laughs> That's what we're going to do. Why don't we just refer to it? He said it pungently. Hey, Referred quick. to it as a dick pill. Call your which, friend, I'm sorry, go on. Call your friend from Porta Novelli, the PR firm, and ask him what we could add to make that the most popular sentence in the entire legal document. It's like, oh, he got back to me. We could add the amount of money we think he lost. Perfect. And who the fuck uses the phrase or word imprudent other than Dana Carvey when making fun of fucking 41? Or was it 42? It was 42. That's right. George <laughs> W. Bush's dad. H.W. Bush, imprudent wouldn't be prudent. Like, that's the last time I've heard any form of prudent really used there. So then to go, okay, how about his imprudent use of what he pungently referred to as a dick pill? So just based on that, like, that description, when he was giving testimony, did John Jones go, yes, I used a dick pill? (laughs) That's exactly, he would have had to have said it with such fervor. I use was he, was he a little a, boy. You want the <laughs> truth? You can't handle the truth. I'm trying to fuck six women a night over here. Like that would have been a great. Oh, we didn't get the full justice of this at all. Uh, you know what? Maybe this is the part of the transcript people are missing. I'll go ahead and read you what I what I have. I have Perfect. if you read later in the document, it says uh footnotes. John Good Jones job. later clarified have any of you assholes ever tried to fuck as many women as I have while on cocaine? That shit's tough. Need my dick pills. Uh, cocaine does is not a sex drug. This is everyone knows this. Oh man, and this is the fault of the election that we feel it prudent to have this conversation, and. Well- the official document from the arbitration award pursuant to the UFC arbitration rules. Can we give an MMA award to this? Because this was art. And especially when they started off by saying on the evidence before the panel, the applicant is not a drug sheet. Like, you know, it pined them to have to say that they're like, this whole paragraph reads like, uh, leaking something to the FBI that was nothing a week before a major election. Uh, Something that wouldn't happen. That's obviously fiction. That's how crazy what I just said was. But that's how this reads. It's like, hey, he didn't do anything. But that dick pill line really bothered some people. Uh, Let's say this. Um, Now, this is is John Jones' response, and I'm going to speed through it, okay? Awesome. Does it... it, Although it was... Does he use the words dick pill? Uh, well, I'll let you find out. It's not looking good for it, just to give you a spoiler. <laughs> Although I was hopeful for a better outcome in the USADA ruling today, I am very respectful to the process in which they allowed me to defend myself, oh, i.e., fuck you guys. Listen, I know what you're saying about me. I can read. Continuing. I have always maintained my innocence, and I'm very happy I have been cleared of any wrongdoing, parenthetical, this time. Pursuant to the allegations that I had intentionally taken a banned substance, I am pleased in that USADA's investigation that they determined I was not a, quote, cheater of the sport, end quote. Which begs the question, when they used dick pill, they definitely put the world's biggest quotation marks around it. Because it's the Dr. Evil, of course, dick pill uh, emphasis. Anyway. 
He continues on by saying, being cleared of all these allegations was very important to me. I have worked hard in, in and outside of the octagon to retain my or regain my image and my fighting career and will take these next eight months to continue my training and personal growth. Again, John Jones, when they say that you were using a dick pill, is personal growth the best use of phrasing? Kevin? It's certainly specific. Well, because he goes more specific to continue my personal growth, both as a man. Oh my and as god! Are you kidding? He said as a man. Yep. Oh wow! <laughs> so, oh. So Is this gonna? Can we get a thirty for thirty? They can't do this because it's ESPN, but HBO needs to <laughs> jump all over this. Personal growth with a dick fill. Hey, it was you know in what? epilogue 14 of the legal fucking document. I am befuddled. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm that was... I'm pungently befuddled. <laughs> I am... Uh, I, I told Kev I had a dream. I had a dream we would open the podcast with with dick pill one day. Everyone one said day you were I crazy. Said... Everyone said it couldn't be done. We said, how will you said... contextually bring that up? And you said... It's going to be really contextual. And we said, no. If you build it, they will come. And it turns out it was in the legal decision of the banning of the most profound and successful light heavyweight of all time. Potentially fighters. So kudos to you, ref. Very legit. Yep. All right. Listen, that's not all that happened. We wanted to make sure you guys were made aware of all of that nonsense. So and uh, we're happy to say that. We've got a lot of show going on tonight. We're we going to talk about um, some fun stuff in the BJJ community. We're going to talk about EBI. We're going to talk about UFC 205. But first, you and I are going to talk a little bit more about EBI. Yes. Um, we have an over-under uh, opponent for Kevin who is going to test his intellect, his yeah. resolve, and uh, basically his non-Texasness, I guess, if you really have to boil it down to something. If you had to. And it doesn't go well for me, as it never really does when it's a test of intellect. EBI, it was great. It was fast. We got to see what well, we wanted to see, which was Gary Tonin versus Vinny Magales. May I speak for myself? When I saw the two sure. names on either side of the ballot, excuse me, wow, it's like I can't stop. On either <laughs> side of the bracket, it was um, a clear choice. That choice was, I want to see those two fight. Got to see it. It was amazing. I agree with Gary. We need another one because we're also no closer to seeing, and I'm going to talk about Gary. First of all, hey, submitting people called. It said it misses you. <gasps> yeah. Oh, my God. I, Kevin. I, I'm just going to say it. You know, It feels a little like Eddie Bravo walked away getting a bargain. On that one, I'm. Uh, I think Gary can do more, but no one's closer to submitting Vinny Magalhaes. There's a lot um, going on there. I agree. They need to go to some no time limit submission, and I'm prepared to invest all the hours it's required. I asked that they do it on a Thursday, so I have three days before I have to go back to work because I don't know how long it's going to last. That's true. You know. Uh... Who else has that problem, Kev? Not finishing people? No, no, no. Not knowing how long something's going to last. John Jones, because dick pill. Am I right? 
<laughs> Boom. Brought it back. Raph, I need you to try and it. stay focused. We All have right, to sorry, talk about other things. Listen, Kevin, I didn't do this. I did nothing this isn't your to fault. this story. I agree. Not my fault. You do seem to be latching on in a particular. I can't tell if it's because it was in the legal document, if it's been reported so many times. It's hard to tell what it you're saying. It was a legal document that said dick pill. Dick it's remarkable. Okay, dick pill aside, let's get back to the thing. So you're going okay. You're going to cast it aside. I like this. I like your focus. I just want to say, please, if you could do me a favor and not say hard in reference to dick pill. I'll I'll try to any avoid other terrible pun. That I'll would be try great. to avoid a lot of terms that are uh, phallic in nature. Thank you. Phrasing. So. Here's the thing I'm enjoying about EBI. Yes, we we had a great match between, uh, you know, Vinny and Gary, and I think the fans got what they wanted. Everybody wanted that. So when I told the people from the MMA complex, uh, our good friends over there, I said, you know, hey, if the grappling gods are kind to us, they're going to give us uh, Gordon versus Gary. And instead, here's what happened. 20 seconds into that where Gordon was going to face Vinny, we got a note that said that Gordon hurt himself. That is funny. I forgot that you had made that proclamation. And you were like, best case. And clear road to it. And that's what happened. Sorry. Go I on. was so sad. I, I felt this. like I did it. I felt like it was my fault. So oh, world clearly. Blame me. 100%. You're the reason fucking Gordon decided to train with some outsiders. I did like the Danner post immediately afterwards. Yeah. And uh, I have information as to who it was, Kevin. Shut up. You know who did I it? I do. I know who did it. Who was it? You'll have to tune into my exclusive interview with Gary and Gordon coming up from EBI sometime later this week on the Verbal Tap YouTube page. So okay. if you want to hear who did it, I'll watch look that. for the interviews. I've got two interviews. I've got an interview with uh, Gordon King. I'm sorry, King Ryan. Uh, and I've also got an interview with Gary Tonin. I have an interview with uh, Lynn Vaughn from uh, the super fight who was awesome. And I've also got an interview with a dream boat and Brandon McCatherine bestie, Daniel O'Brien, who had a fantastic showing. And we will talk a little bit more about that a little bit later on the show. But Kev, can I tell you something that I was very excited about? You're right. And you touched upon Vinny versus Gary. They both have expressed to me in some way or another. And I'm only taking the word of Gary in terms of Vinny. Cause we will talk to him later and ask him, but according to Gary, he wants a sub-only match, and he said that Vinny didn't quite say, like, yeah, sure, 100%, but was kind of like, okay, okay. And based on Vinny's uh, badassery, I would say he probably wants a no-time-limit sub-only match with him as well. Yeah. D- first Kev, of all, great use of badassery. Thank you. Kev, who would win that match? I, me, uh, <laughs> everybody that gets to watch, because, yeah, that's a tough one. I genuinely don't know. I didn't get to talk to Vinny, but I had one question in the chamber that if I get the chance to talk with him again very soon, and I hope we do, um, this is the question I was ready and prepared to ask him on behalf of every person who watches Grappling. Would you like to know what it was, Kev? Yes. Uh, Vinny... Are your feet can please confirm or deny? Um, are they in fact made out of rubber? And did because, he confirm? Well, I didn't get to ask him, but that's what I would have asked him. And I have a real reason for asking him that, which is we've seen him face Keenan, who is literally 
bending his leg and then twisting it in every way possible, getting nothing from it, getting the wag a finger. We've seen him under duress from uh, Verdum and being able to escape ridiculously. We've seen so many crazy things with Vinny that I just wonder what is the strategy for beating him in submission only formats. And I have to tell you, I'm not great at grappling, but I feel like I was coming up with as few of answers as people were at EBI. <laughs> yeah, no one has a good answer for that yet. I don't even know how you... I know how you amuse him. I know Gary amused him. Mm. And I know he amused Gary. But that's why the two of them in a no-time-limit sub-only match is interesting. Are you talking about the amusement when he turned Gary into a oh, roulette table? You did an unbelievable job with that gif. But yes, that is what I'm telling you. And it was just like uh, Gary kept spinning and Vinny was like, that's funny. <laughs> I mean, when the slap on other. the foot is, I think, the funniest thing I've ever seen. It's good. It's really good. <laughs> so, uh, Kev, again, we preview it a little bit with uh, our guest coming up shortly. But um, anything that really stood out to you from EBI? I This product continues to get better. And I think what this card showed is they have found a format that genuinely works from light heavy down to feather. Yeah. There were some interesting plot twists. It was dramatic. It was fast. It was long. It was mm. really cool. I, I was impressed from start to finish. It, it was exactly. It's just uh, they're doing a great job packaging it. I'm really impressed. And. Outside of some confusing moments on the broadcast, very good. <laughs> what were the confusing moments? I We think Hanato might have been on. Thankfully, you were there to confirm. I didn't hear him come on. <laughs> I just heard someone randomly talking smack on Vinny. I was like, that doesn't sound right. Like, who's, <laughs> <laughs> what are they talking about? And you were like, it might have been Hanato. I was like, oh, it might have been. Uncle Hinach and him, their their feud is legendary, and it will never continue to fade away. Kev, can I bring up something, though? John Danaher put up a post. Yeah? As he is one to do. And I did not get to interview him before anybody asks. I've gotten messages saying they cannot wait to see an interview with me and John Danaher. I do not have yeah. one from EBI9. Oh, that's crushing, because that last one was amazing. <laughs> last one was it awesome. Is Definitely one of my favorite interviews. If you guys haven't seen it, it's at Verbal Tap Cast on our YouTube page. So look at Verbal Tap Cast, search it in, and you will find the interview with me and John Danner from EBI 8, which is a fantastic interview. But um, he had to get a red eye back to go coach in New York today. But he had time to really sit and reflect and think about the rules. And he's saying a lot of people say the difference between a rule set and a mentality in terms of what's bad. But he made the point that there are now some athletes – and it becomes a perspective of them on if they're going to push the action because athletes want to win and that's good and there's nothing wrong with that. But sometimes they want to win at the expense of doing a pursue of a finish. Like some of them want to get the overtime rules. Some of them For want sure. to get the body triangle. And I just thought as he made that point in there – the question I would have loved to have asked him was, how do we remedy that? Because he posed these great questions, and I wish I had answers for them. I'm not sure what the answer is other to be, other than being more like, you know, your Henzo Gracie's, your, 
you know, Bushesha's, you're pursuing people who are spectacular at jiu-jitsu, but that's not an easy task. So I don't know where that, that lies. Do you have any thoughts or observations that you saw on how that could be improved for the athletes, or does it ever get improved? I don't think it does. I think a byproduct of jiu-jitsu is that sometimes you're every few weeks you're going to go again, and this happens in every sport. You're going to go against someone who feels better than you do. They feel stronger. They feel more right. So, of course, turning the odds, I mean, I hate to do this, but the Patriots do this all the time. You just put the odds in your favor. That's what fighters are doing. If I fight Gary Tonin in a scrapping, let's keep moving match, I am going to lose 100%. And jiu-jitsu fighters are smart enough to know that. Well, that sucks. Because that means they're probably going to say, what's my best chance? Well, I can take this bitch to overtime. And then it's 50-50. And then it's about position, escapes, control. And then it's about all the things that aren't, that I can control a little bit more. So I think it's, um, we're seeing a format that's done its best job to decrease that outside of the, as you and I have talked about, and the brandy of good jiu-jitsu competition. The sub only, no time limit. Mm-hmm. It's like a nice after dinner drink. <laughs> Good scotch. Uh, if I were man enough to drink scotch, which is tough <laughs> enough in general. Uh, I do think we're seeing some of it, but by and large, I mean, it's tough to hang in there regardless now. Yeah, I don't know. And I, I don't know what the answer is just yet. So uh, that's the, the post brought into us by yeah. John Danaher this week. Um, but yes, great stuff. Fun. Happy for our friends Gary uh, and Gordon for uh, you know. Obviously, we have good interviews with them, but um, they go a little different this time. So it's it's interesting to see what we say with them. And uh, I just again, it's a great night for grappling, which is always a great night for people. We're very happy that EBI had a successful event, and uh, you know, next month we see Eddie Cummings. Can't wait. In the bracket. And Can't wait. If, okay. Again, Kev, I'm not going to say anything other than we have the potential. I'm not going to disrupt the jiu-jitsu gods or the grappling gods. I believe we have the potential to see Geo versus Eddie Cummings. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's all I'm saying. I'm not yeah. saying anymore now. Well. That's it. <laughs> Um, and turns out Nikki Ryan will be filling in for Eddie Cummins. Oh God. Can I, can I relay a story to you about Nikki Ryan? Sure. Uh, He already terrifies me on a, he should, though he looks like he's got the most shit together out of all of them. Like, it's really weird when you see he's the most mature of the group. So. I see him and I've been like, yo dude, I've seen, uh, you, you know, you've been on the, the circuit, you've been interviewed. I go, listen, dude, we're going to interview you soon. And I see his mom and I explain to him and his mom, like, look, we're going to get to interviewing you, but I can't call you an asshole because you're a kid. I can call your brother an asshole. Look at him. Hey, look at this dipshit with the king hat. And everybody's like, true. It's <laughs> like, well, I can't really do that with you. But maybe in a couple of years. And the mom's like, well, you know, and she's super nice. Uh, she just goes, it can't be any worse than what the guys say at the gym. And I was like, that's not true, A. And B, it's also on camera, which does change things when you're still calling a 14-year-old kid a bit of a dick. 
Um, but he has not done anything to merit that yet. So uh, I am looking forward to getting to interview him. And I'm like, dude, it's coming. I've seen you get interviewed by other people. They were okay. They were okay. We'll give you a good one. Uh, but he's he's got a good like uh, sense of humor about him and seems to be highly entertained by uh, Gary and Gordon, who seem mentally the same age as him. If, if not more stuff. Yeah, exactly. But Kev, I think it's time that we pivot um, to, I guess, our guest. And would you say that this show is growing? Would you say that it's, uh, I don't know, if you were to take a pill. Don't do it. No. I'm not going to I'm not going to entertain that. If your podcast lasts more than 4 hours. Oh, okay. Thanks for This is what we're going to deal with. Kevin, this is the biggest UFC card since the last biggest UFC card. UFC 200, which was supposed to be the most. Supposed to be the biggest one. When I look back and compare the cards, not as good as this one. Well, don't tell them that because they want you to forget every time they say, without doubt, this is the most stacked UFC card of all time. Well, I can assure you I forgot about 200. It's out of there. Erased it completely from my memory. Because then wasn't UFC 202 supposed to be the biggest of all time? Well, this one's in New York City. It has mm. several championship fights. This one, I do believe they've, they're they arriving to the Big Apple in style. Interesting. I, I still, there's so many fights in here that it's almost impossible to go wrong. So again, these occasions call for uh, a guest that I feel is befitting you, Kevin. Now, before I reveal their name and who they are, I think it's important to note that we normally bring people on who are copious trash talkers. Is this not correct? Y- yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. I decided as a strategy, because Kevin's been on a little bit of a win streak, which is rare for him, on this pay-per-view <laughs> guessing game. I decided to take a different approach and bring you one of the nicer gentlemen who hosts a rival jujitsu podcast, Kevin. We've talked about this. I didn't mm. think we were promoting our rivals. Well, I try not about to. suppressing your competitive advantage. Yeah, you're really supposed to use all of the pressure uh, that you you can <laughs> in an advantageous element. Yes, I understand jujitsu. I've done it a couple times myself. But Kev, what if what if it throws you off your game when we have somebody who's so nice that maybe your dickishness has no effect? I'm pretty nervous. Mm. That's all well, I got going for me. Well, without further ado, let's go ahead and bring on a friend of our show, friend of yours now, our good friend, Joey Fodi. Joey, how are you doing? You are, of course, one of the co-hosts of the Jiu-Jitsu podcast. How many of there are you? Because sometimes I think there's like four hosts of your show, and then sometimes I think you have like the Wu-Tang Clan. There's like, uh, thanks guys, by the way. Um, this is a lot of fun. Like, there's we started with five, including the producers, so... But we slowly kind of like dwindled down to like three, sometimes four. So, but, uh, you know, as long as it's consistent, right, that's that's the most important thing. I mean, honestly, nobody ever talks about the third member of Verbal Tap. <laughs> because uh, I have no idea. I didn't know you had a third guy. Oh, we we killeried him. So 
you know, we made sure that they're not here. Election. These are the last jokes. All jokes must go, guys. Um, here's the thing. I am excited to bring you on because, like I said, you have been nothing but nice to me off of the air, which is rare because we have other people that we know. Uh, we won't name names of some garbage podcast um, that does jujitsu, uh, but but they don't do a podcast well. And uh, what are they? Kev, what's the name of their show again? Uh, but without um, Inside Me BJJ. Yes, yes, that's the one. Mm. Yep. Anyway. But those assholes are not smart. Um, nah, they they brought they were totally wrong yesterday with all their picks, right? They they're like horrible. They know nothing about jujitsu. I don't know who's training those guys. Well, I think the beautiful part about that is not only were they there, but then they had Eddie Bravo put them on on their picks, uh, and they needed to use Eddie Bravo to get somebody to listen to them. And even then, people were like, "Nah, what's this uh, other video that says?" ground up people would rather watch the ground time lapse and go up than watch them which i thought was kind of remarkable anyway joey of course tell us a little bit about your show how you came to making your show and uh why it is that you guys started the podcast guys um man it's like a it started off with basically just being interested in jujitsu just having like people in your community that's just uh passionate about jujitsu but also minded or have the aware awareness that like they know they want to do something like more than, than jujitsu, something that's kind of almost beyond and giving it, giving back to the community. Um, a lot of the guys listen to thought podcasts. They're like really into them. They don't, you know, it's podcasting is super new for a lot of people. It's a new medium. And, um, it was interesting to kind of get early in on this and, Mm. uh, just share ideas and talk about podcasting, talk about jujitsu. Um, but, uh, we just got inspired by Meta Morris, man. Like I know as, as, as bad as that sounds right now, cause Meta Morris <laughs> has got a lot of people salty right now. Um, now it was a lot of fun going out and seeing a live event like that. And I think from that point, Meta Morris three was like the tipping point for a lot of us. Cause mm. two of the, or three of the hosts at the time were there for that Eddie Bravo Hoyler Gracie match. And I don't know about you, but I talked to Donna and uh, Becky the other day about this. And I think like jujitsu sort of changed for me, at least I know there's been a lot of people training. I'm only a fucking blue belt, man. Like I haven't been training that long. So, but for me, it, it made a big impression. And I just wanted to like talk about it all the time to people. And we were like, why don't we just do a podcast? My buddy already produced a podcast of his own at the time. And we just like went with it. We started saying, okay, we're going to do this at this date and we'll just put it out, man. Like, and people may or may not listen if they like it. Cool. Uh, if they don't, maybe they can tell us why. And it's just been something. Oh, they'll tell you why. Don't invite can. that. You don't need to invite that. <laughs> well, you know what? Like we always say, like, you know, tell us, be critical about some of the stuff we put out or all the shit we put out, but it's uh good or bad. Like it's just, it's fun to do. And I've had nothing but good experiences from doing it. So it's been like two years now. We just finished a hundred episodes. So man, it's like, it's pretty fun, man. I like it. And now, I like what everybody else does too. You know, it's, it's cool seeing all the other people do their own thing. And that's uh-oh, Kevin, do you see this niceness, Kevin? I, do you see I don't this believe it. Is that too much, man? Is that too much niceness? No, no, no. I mean, it's fine. On. It's fine. And I mean, Kev, you know, maybe we should, uh, I, maybe we should, 
give him the what's good because you know when you do your first hundred podcasts, Kev. Uh, it was so long ago. I, I God, it's I just struggled. like I remember being that innocent myself. Don't you? I lived on a different coast. You know, it's <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> oh God. And then when you do another hundred, you kind of add on some old age. You become less optimistic. Uh, hold on. Let me also go the other way, Raph. I got to do the. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think you figure it out until episode 150. I'm just being <laughs> honest. I'm just going to tell it like it is. <laughs> I, I, gotta well, I guess the, I still got some learning, man. Oh, ESPN yeah. Definitely. talking head yeah. guy. I'm on it. I'm ready I just, for the I, election I, coverage. If I didn't hate uh, jujitsu internet trolls, I would 100% create a fake account to give you guys uh, joking, not constructive criticism, just criticism that's like, try different hosts. I don't know. Maybe do a different sport. Die. Have you considered different hosts? (laughs) (laughs) Real quick, do you think, speaking of jujitsu internet trolls, I'm going to drop a bomb. What if Chris Brennan is the ultimate internet troll today? Did you guys read what he said, had to say about I, I did uh, read his that. experience? If you, if you wouldn't mind giving your recap of it, because I'm not sure Kev read it, but nope. uh, <laughs> direct it. required reading list. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I read it today, and I would love to give your interpretation of it, because I saw many people uh, cheering, and I think you have touched upon some controversialness of the message. I mean, I guess, I don't know. I've okay. Four years in, that's my perspective of jujitsu about. So I know there's been a lot of people training a lot longer than me. Um, but if Chris, I know, I, I know Chris Brennan is a very respected, uh, no gi and even, I guess I think, I believe gi, he's one of multiple world titles, but, um, if what he said, like really went down, I mean, like just having the the like some of the Brazilians that were there, like just being entitled to like not have to wait in line, and actually, or much worse, like if he's saying Rafa Mendes on AOJ or some of the AOJ blue belts, like kind of hanging out in the coaches area, and, and then influencing the the ref to take away advantages. Uh, I mean, it's uh, it, it sounds like there could be some some uh, entitlement, but. Man, like I've never even I've went I've been to one IBJJF event one time, so it's not really some I'm never I've just been exposed to what other people have to say. But I mean, it's it's kind of been a recurring theme for a lot of people. A lot of people talk about it. You know, this was a big event. You know, a lot of people a lot of people commit are uh, competed in this tournament. So, uh, I mean, if I if I may, a couple things. Um, I think it's tough because I think the common consensus is there is some sort of favoritism that goes on to Brazilians. It's a favorite joke of ours on the show, which is, well, if these two people are fighting an IBJJF, who's going to win? And instead of doing a pick, you just say, well, who's more Brazilian? Now, that has some truth to it, and that's Respect. essentially kind of respect thank you uh it has some sort of uh ring to it when people laugh because each time it reminds you that yeah this does exist to some extent because anytime you have uh some kind of judging there's always going to be some preferential kind of treatment and if they happen to be brazilian well you know there is a belief they know the that right they may be holding on to it yes they know them we don't 
If you don't know Portuguese, uh, I think it's more a language barrier than a race thing. I'm just going to say <laughs> it out loud. <laughs> I did, I did well, see a little bit of this, though. Um, well, Kev was watching some of the, the IBJJF Nogi Worlds. Yeah, and was, did, did you see any of that, Kev? Uh, just everywhere I looked, Raf. It looked like another... Oh, that was clearly a coach's decision. No, I did not see a lot of it. I saw a lot of. I actually saw a lot of finishes. I was impressed by this stuff. So. And that that's great. That's kind of what we want as a premium. But it doesn't always happen because you know a lot of the times there will be things that go to decision. Anyway, I guess my take on it is this: um, much like you, I, I espouse a hope of. I hope that's not the case, but I wouldn't be surprised that it is. The bigger question is, how do you do something about it? Because the IBJJF and the way it's governed doesn't seem like they care to change. I think for the most part, they say, ka-ching, did your check clear? And, you know, kambosh, and however it works, oh, this guy won. So I, I don't know that they see it as a problem, which is a giant problem. So, uh, uh, and I don't think that these are governing bodies that have ever said at one point, and this is, comes back to Kevin and I's media analysis and training, if it was any other organization, if you lobbied this sort of complaint against the NFL, there would be a response within 24 hours. Yes or no, Kevin? Oh, absolutely. From a like from a coach, if that's where you're taking it, mm-hmm. you'd get immediate feedback yeah. on how on how it went down. I'm curious, and this is just uh, I want your insider intel here, Joey. Do you feel like a lot of these matches tend to be not black belt division matches that we hear complained about? Yeah, I think that was um, one of the things that, if I can remember correctly, Chris Brennan mentioned in that in that uh, rant that he had. But have you um, ever have you ever played like uh, recreational? I'm, I guess let's all go back. Did you play some high school sports? I played football for a couple of years, and the referees fucking sucked. They were god. They were horrible all the time. You know why? Because they were getting paid twelve dollars an hour. So I think in jujitsu we forget it's not all, you know, the meow brother versus one of the grappos. I'm convinced there are more of them than just one. I know he's only officially declared one, but that that's when you get your better referees. So I will say there's always a small part of me that's like, yeah, I mean, Pop Warner referees suck normally they're not great sometimes they're not even great people so i'm i'm always interested but it's a pay-to-play game especially with the ibjjf 100 percent. i mean that i I couldn't help but laugh when i heard that they were like giving away complimentary t-shirts to every competitor i was watching one of the i was watching some of the broadcasts and it was like i know every guy and every girl every competitor that goes there spends a lot of money to go down there, especially if they're not from California to compete in these tournaments. So a lot of money invested into that, that entire way of, of competing in that particular brand. It's, it's interesting. Well, uh, Kev, just to give you a little bit of insight, anytime you see somebody start off a rant by saying, prepare for rant. <laughs> okay, good. Prepare Prepared. to be offended. Okay. Prepare to be <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, this is getting worse. I always get nervous at prepare to be offended. I'm always, like, like gripping my seat. It's like, uh-oh. Okay. And this is, the I think, the kicker, which is prepare for me not to care either way. Well, this isn't a dialogue. This is, okay, you, you got something to say here then. So he tells his side of the story. I thought it was interesting that he, he mentioned uh, Hoffa Mendez specifically. 
because his qualm was a, it was a photo of you know hey leave the refs alone don't talk to them and he was saying that Hoffa Mendez was basically palling around you know talking with it and that AOJ may have gotten some preferential treatment as is the customary normal um, again this is all hearsay this is all his interpretation he could be right and I think he he struck a chord with a number of people so Again, I think that's where if this were a different professional organization, somebody would have to release a statement. But I'm pretty sure the IBJJF is going to go shrug emoji. What? Who? <laughs> Who is competing? Wait, we didn't have master. That was Masters Worlds. No, no, no. Regular no gi. No gi. I don't. I don't recall. And it'll it'll just be so difficult. Every reporter that doesn't get paid will also give up. Yeah, and so, uh, listen, I, that sounds like a wonderful thing to talk about, and I, as much as I want to harp on the we bad, I can BJJ say... In. That was nice. Like, I, well, we've got some other BJJ to cover before we get to UFC 205, which is why I need to pivot very quickly, but I do want to say this. It is very nice to see someone like Josh Hanger win a championship, because yeah, I guess the biggest criticism is that we don't see more Americans podium, but I think Josh is one of those epitome of people who just he puts it all on the line. And I, I think it's a good showing for us when we see somebody like him excel. So it, it's not impossible. It's just maybe something's going on. Uh, but, Joey, the reason I need to get you to talk to us about things no gi, perhaps one that's better because sub only is the only way. Uh, only JK's, way. JK's points, people. Calm the fuck down. Uh, <laughs> there was another thing that happened over the weekend, and I have it on good authority that you were doing a companion podcast along with it. Yeah, we did. It was uh, it was a long. I mean that. I mean EBI. What was it like? Total runtime about three hours. So we 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 set up and uh, yeah, we talked for for a while. So it was good, man. It got a, It was uh, got a chance to you know it was it was an opportunity to really see what these guys were working on and what was like a strategy involved for, for different competitors, which I want to ask you guys about something, but, uh, the companion podcasts are fun, man. I, I enjoy it. I don't know if you guys do them, but they're a lot of fun. We have done we a couple shit against each other. <laughs> uh oh, I like that. See, that's mm, 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 I won't talk jujitsu. I will talk trash to people. Uh, an interview coming up and I guess you'll be excited to see this. I may or may not have, given some mess to one king gordon ryan because i defined what he's good at at one point he called me a peasant and i looked at him and i said you called me a peasant and he's like yeah but you know peasants are good too and they could be they could be great and i was like gordon listen kid what you're good at is you're good at trolling okay you're you're kind of really good at it but don't confuse that with comedy because that doesn't mean you're funny. And I was like, what's to stop me from pronouncing myself king of podcasts? And he just looked at me Easy. and shot me up a look. Easy. Hold on. <laughs> Go with the logic here, kid. 100 episodes. Ooh, I'm the new guy. <laughs> yeah, the good narrative. Yeah, 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 yeah. But when I look at him and I go, what's to stop me from pronouncing myself king of podcasts? And he looked at me and without batting an eye, he just goes, I don't know. And it's kind of a smoke him if you got him. Just do it. And I was like, well, we'll see how that one runs, Gordon Ryan. But anyway, I guess it's a nice plug for an interview that I did with him. <laughs> Kev, if you are listening to him, did you ever wonder if somebody's doing a podcast companion piece to EBI, 
Do you think it was a smart choice for them to have brought, say, some knitting material to work on their macrame? That was definitely going to be good while some people held the back. Yeah. Mm. You would want maybe a book. Maybe like uh, if you want to catch up on your Harry Potter before the before the movie comes out. I definitely said I read one chapter of War and Peace in the middle <laughs> of one of the overtimes. Joey, what the hell were you guys doing that entire time? Because talking to each I, other. Oh, Raph and I would be done. At, uh, we we have a contract that says we will only be on the same Skype line for X amount of minutes. At 120 per... minutes, we have to renegotiate. We just we literally hang up the phone. How could wait? Y'all aren't y'all aren't like aren't in the same studio or whatever. Nope. Kev no. is in Colorado well, like, and I am in California. Denver. Uh well, like we're just all sitting around drinking and hanging out, talking shit, and like watching the watching the uh, the fights go down. So, but like uh, your, your job is to make it interesting because right? Why do that? But then if the match isn't interesting, what the fuck do you have to do? Because I've commentated exactly. on some oldie matches. And I have brought horoscopes with me. I have brought newspaper clippings <laughs> in the event shit like this happens. And we had it happen like, a couple of times to the point where it was a 30-minute match. For Jason magic. Flynn, did, real quick, Jason Flynn, what did you think about him? Um, <clears throat> well, let's ask Kevin what he thinks about him first, because I have jokes. And I don't know if it's really any analysis, but go on, Kev. Which one was Jason Flynn? He's the dude who was flopping and inviting a dude to just like. Oh, and got uh, he ended up getting a uh, twister. Yes. Twistered. Yeah. So yes. great tattoos. I want to first compliment his tattoo <laughs> to rash guard color situation. I was like, oh, nice. That green pops. Second, it's EBI. I think people kind of get their early Eddie Bravo oats and they're trying to like impress with weird. So I kind of chalked it up to that. Because, uh, first of all, maybe don't shake your head with such uh, confidence if you're about to get twistered. Well, that didn't happen yeah. for a while. That's so, true. sure. But let's say this, though, Kev. He was basically falling on his side multiple times. And it became such a thing that there were groans in the audience. And it was getting yeah, a little vicious. I and I don't it. know if you've I ever seen a 10th Planet audience really uh, come unglued. <laughs> But uh, it's it's a little nerve wracking. However, once everybody smokes out and uh, different <laughs> seems to appear in the air, they chill out a little bit more. But they were they were not pleased. I guess one could say. I think it's this. I have no problem for people bringing a different type of game and trying to do something a little bit out of the norm. But I tended to be a little bit more in favor of our good friend uh, Dan O'Brien, who was doing something well, completely amazing. Weird. But he was doing something so crazy different. I interviewed him afterwards and I said, yo, dude, a lot of people worry about level changes, but you stood up all the way. That's insane to me. Yeah. Like, can you imagine any of your coaches being like, hey, check your levels, check your levels. And he's like, <laughs> no, I'll just be tall. I'm good. <laughs> that's what I, that's <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. yeah, dude, he just stood up the whole time. He was so straight. I'm like, that's, yeah, I, I noticed that right away. But I, I thought that was a much more sincere interpretation of doing something different uh flopping on your side because i kept wondering i was like what was he angling for and i think i think and maybe kev tell me if you saw something different i think he was angling for an unconventional entry into a leg lock series that just never came to fruition kev youth interesting uh i didn't see that 
Um, because are we st- we're still talking? Because I wanted to geek out about Daniel O'Brien as we all did. Like we all were feeling. Yeah. All right, Kevin, go ahead. I'll give you permission to disregard what the fuck I was asking you about for analysis. I'm sorry. Fuck. You guys brought him up. I got all peaked, and then you we went back. It was like, uh, well, now I've transitioned. And start with his dreamy hair. And then, in the good. I, I was going to start with his dreamy hair, just so we're clear. Great man bun. Really authoritative. I thought he brought a warrior vibe that we haven't seen since the movie 300, the first one. Second yes. one, I wasn't crazy about. But the first one, he's a Zen dude. He's kind of never, if anyone looked like they had been really hanging out with Eddie Bravo beforehand, he just <laughs> sort of never seemed uh, to raise his heartbeat. And it was bizarre and it was interesting. And even at his most still moments, he just seemed like he was planning something. And it was uh, really unorthodox, fun to watch. Didn't attack definitely... as much, I thought, which I was expecting him to. You know, that's weird because I asked him afterwards, I said, what was it like? Because I noticed you're a great counterattacker. I noticed that he had a fantastic yeah. counterattack uh, in his first match. In his second match, he just didn't give a shit. And I mean, it was a long match. In his third match, he had Gary. And that was a tough match for him as well. But I noticed, uh, and maybe, Kev, you could speak to this because uh, our good friend Joey and I aren't exactly tall. But I believe he used the defensive leg attack of being tall. That was pretty much it. It was awesome. I was like, yeah, isn't that great? <laughs> Those little legs, just tough to get leverage. Sorry. It's tough to get leverage on the arms. Tough to get. It's really tough on the knee bar, which, as Gary found out, I honestly would like to hear Gary's like side-by-side comparison to Daniel Bryan. It's like, what was that last defense you were using? You know, I was just quick on my feet, and Gary just has a sign that says tall, exclamation point. Uh, yeah, those are some tactics I employ frequently. The punch through with the foot, the underweave and smash. Yeah, that's a that's a height advantage. Yeah, it's great. so there are those things. Until I um, find someone taller than me, and then it's just really well, ridiculous yeah, how much they rely then you're, on it. Yeah, I was about to say you're gonna really understand what that's like. I guess the with the few people who end up being taller than you, Joey. Tell me, uh, I guess your three favorite things about EBI, if I can get them. If I can uh, tell you my three favorite things i think uh yeah the the i guess the discovery i didn't know who this guy was before he uh was on the card uh, daniel bryan like definitely an interesting way to play uh no jiu-jitsu game sub only um probably the just the tenacity and the figuring out the way to win from gary tonin like i mean he was easily i mean obviously he's the smallest guy in the tournament so he gave up what 40 pounds to pretty much everybody for the most part. Uh, I was wondering though, do you think his, his escapes from spider web, do you think mm-hmm. that had any, any impact on Vinny's, I guess, neglect to just use the back instead of going to those, or he used the, the spider web position first. Uh, but then the last round he took the back. You think that made a difference in uh, whether or not? Yeah, I'll tell you this. Vinny was apologizing for not using the back more, but I think Vinny got caught up in catching the the gray whale, if you would. Like, I think he got obsessed with trying to submit Gary, and I think that's an admirable kind of quality about him. I I don't beseech him anything, Um, and I saw he was a little frustrated by that. And I, I feel bad because I don't ever like seeing people who chase the submission feel 
bad, but there's always yeah, going to be a winner or loser, sense. you know? And so <laughs> it's hard to explain to the athlete, like, Hey, what you're doing is what we like. We like to see people chase those submissions. Um, but you know, to their credit, I thought they put on a great match. Gary wants a sub only match. I would love to see it. I don't know if we will, uh, necessarily soon, but, uh, it was fascinating to watch. And if it's a sub only, no time limit, bring it on. I'm in. <clears throat> Yeah, and for for Gary to just avoid submissions throughout that tournament was uh, very impressive. Very impressive. Um, the purple belt from uh, 10th Planet, the guy uh, that won Gracie Worlds, uh, was really impressive. He had a lot of good uh, good positioning stuff. And I, I was that was one of the other things that I liked was uh, I, was that is that Kyle was that Kyle Bame or who was that? I totally missed out on it. Uh, Kyle, the purple sorry. belt. Yeah. yeah, the only purple belt in the tournament. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, every, I thought there were a number of great showings yesterday. And, um, you know, I mean, everybody wished for Gary uh, versus Vinny if we couldn't get Gordon versus Vinny. And we, we got it. And I felt like that was the best implementation of overtime that you're going to get. Uh, because you know that both of those people have the ability to sub the other. And I think that's what made it all the more exciting. You, you really didn't know how it could go. And uh, <clears throat> I thought it was great. So, gentlemen... Enough EBI talk. Let's get straight to it. Let's play the game. Over under Kevin. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Verbal Taps edition of Over Under Kevin UFC 205. The very rules of this game are super simple. What we do is we go all through the card out of order for UFC 205. The gentlemen both here have 15 seconds to say who they think is going to win. And if I so deem it, I give them rebuttal time. Uh, basically, we go best out of whoever gets the most right. Kevin, do you understand these rules? I've maintained that I do not understand the rules. The game is rigged. It's always been rigged. It was rigged by Raph. It was rigged by Obama. Mm -hmm. But I am ready to go on. Probably true. It's and be Joey, a do you understand night the rules for a lot of my commentary? Sorry, Raph. Go on. All jokes must go, Kev. Uh, Joey, do you understand the rules? And also, do you have some form of trash talk to say about my simple-minded co-host, Kevin Phillips? Well, I will only accept the rules if I win. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Joey gets topical points. He's in. He's in on the political rhetoric. All right, gentlemen, uh, so we'll go ahead and start this off. I've got 15 seconds on the clock. We are going out of order on the fights. We're going to start with Kevin with a middleweight fight Not between Chris Weidman and Yoel Romero, 15 on the clock. I'm, I'm excited for this fight. We're going to find out who loves Jesus more. Is it Chris Weidman who hangs out with degenerates in New Jersey, or is it Yoel? I think he was talking about Jesus Romero. I'm going to go with Chris Weidman because I just don't want to hear a happy Yoel. I don't think anybody wants a good Yoel. Uh, let's go to Joey. What do you got for us? Uh, Yoel, just a scary man. Uh, mm. I, do not want, I would not want to fight him. And Chris Weidman, when's the last time he fought? It's been a while. So I think uh, I'm going to go with Yoel Romero. Okay, Kev, have you taken into consideration my impression of Chris Weidman? Scale of 1 to 10, how great was it? You know, I thought you really came up clutch while you were under the gun from John Danaher. 
and I was not, not thoroughly. Under, it kind of sounded like Chris Weidman. It was a little too sharp. You were using some multisyllabic words that I don't think he's capable of. And I don't like Joey's analysis. It sounded legitimate oh. and based in fact. Ooh, ooh sustain. I enjoy that. Uh, Joey, uh, can I ask you, uh, with 15 seconds on the clock, do you believe that we're overlooking Chris Weidman's appearance on Kevin Can Wait on CBS as a distinct advantage he may have over Yoel Romero at UFC 205? Kevin's, Kevin's distinct. Can you tell me what was that again? It was a little, it was a little fuzzy. Not a problem. I'll go ahead and repeat the prompt, which is this. Um, Chris Weidman is appearing on the Kevin James sitcom, Kevin Can Wait. Good to explain that. Ah, is that giving okay. him a distinct advantage going into UFC 205? Oh, he's going to have the American people behind him. He's the American man. He's going to, that's what, that's what people want to see. They know they like Kevin James. They want to see Chris Weidman. If he's on the show, like, I'm, well, I'm not watching the show, but a lot of people are going to watch the show and see Chris Weidman. They're going to just want him to win. He's the, he's the all-American boy. I mean, 8 million people tune in weekly, and nobody understands why or how, but they do. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's go to our next fight. It's a middleweight fight, again, between Rafael Natal and Tim Bosch. Joey, 15 on the clock for you. Tim Bosch, uh, the guy's just been a veteran. I like him. I don't like Rafael Natal, period. Authoritative. Wait, you had five more seconds. Did you he want to say anything he else? He doesn't need him. Brad. He just—he literally is, stopped midway it. through. Doesn't need him. Okay, okay, Kev, you go then. Uh, he's not aware, I guess. Maybe he's been too busy hanging out with his friends, watching EBI for six hours to catch an MMA fight. <laughs> Raphael's always win when I'm gambling on it, as I am in this moment. I choose Raphael Natel for obvious reasons, podcast related. Five stars on it. Question. On Thank you very much. Question to you, Joey. What's your beef with Raphael's? Well, they let me down on Friday, on Saturday night. So that was, uh, that was one of the big reasons. So that I'm was not, one not time. A, okay. One. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a fan. I don't like Raphael's. Not a fan. Wow. It's Raphael, not Raphael. First of all, don't tell me how to say my own name. Okay. I didn't get this name. And endure years of Ninja Turtle jokes and ants who put eyes in the middle of my name, thus calling me Raph. That is why my name is Raph. If anybody has ever wondered why, it is Raph Esparza. It is for this simple reason. I have lived in the Midwest. I have lived in the South. People say my name as such. Hey, Raphael, where does the I come from? Hey, Raphael, are you dyslexic? Guess what? I will just have you say my name, Raph. That's as easy as it is. So if you ever wanted to know how that was made, there you go, people. Uh, Kev, do you have any response to that? Yeah. Tim Bosch has burned me before, and I haven't forgotten, nor will I. Oh, and I think your name's just fine. Thank you. Yeah, that's all I really wanted. All right, let's go to our next fight. It's a lightweight fight between friend of the podcast, Jim Miller, and Thiago Alves. Kev, what do you got? Duck, because Jim Miller's hunting. The man's on fire, and he looks younger. I don't know if he went to Germany and had some surgery like Dirk did, but I'm in. I'm on board. I think Jim Miller's making MMA great again. I think he's got a lot of potential in terms of Thiago Alves, who's on the outs. All right. What do you got for us, Joey? 15. Yeah, I can't I can't go against Kevin here. Like Thiago Alves is just 
basically grasping here. He's going down in a weight class. Uh, I like Jim Miller too, but just to go against Kevin to prove him wrong, I like Tiago Alves. I'm going with the pit bull. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We knew Kev, that got really personal toward the end. You know, do you feel offended (laughs) in any way, shape or form? We're trying to have a debate about the issues and here this guy just keeps bringing up past stuff like weight classes and my email. And yeah, I deleted a few. Go fuck yourself. I don't need all those old Navy ads about what's on discount this weekend. And Raph, wow. I put it myself. Your on emails floor. are filled with old Navy. A lot of them are. A lot of them are. Do you, you also know. have Bed Bath and Beyond discounts that you had to get rid of too? Uh, no, but Amazon. Is that why Kitchen, you had to hire someone to bleach your server, Kevin? I first of all, that server was here already. I used it for an old podcast, and I don't know what you're talking about. A previous podcaster told you to use it too. Hey, um, I'm excited for this match. Every podcast has used it before us. Uh, Jim Miller, I, I, you know what I mean? Like, the dude is fucking awesome. I feel good things with him. And he always surprises in some way. So I'm excited to see what he can do. Let's go to our next fight. Uh, Joey, you've got this one. It is a welterweight fight between Kelvin Gastelum and Donald Cerrone. Go. Oh, man. I love the cowboy, man. Like, who doesn't? He's uh, looked unstoppable in his last fight. Gastelum is just... Man, another weight weight issue guy, but he is going up in a weight class that might be better for him. I like Cowboy. Uh, he was in Austin, so he loves Texas. Uh, I'm actually in Texas, so obviously if you haven't seen the Jiu-Jitsu podcast logo, it's the state of all Texas. All right, all right. You've, you've, you've you know, had way enough better of your time. Than Kevin, California. no, no. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I, this is where I insert myself in. As an educator of this this show i'm allowed to give myself rebuttal time i'll give myself 15 seconds hey kev ask me what the uh, logo is for the jiu-jitsu podcast what's the logo for the jiu-jitsu podcast would you think i was lying if i said it was the entire state of texas well what an uncreative statement in social ignorance that would be wouldn't it like isn't that like a step backwards hey kev you know what else is bigger in texas what not their podcast the podcast, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> like the opposite. You're the one thing oh, not bigger God. in Texas. Boom. Let's go to our, our response from Kevin. 15 seconds on the clock to you. I agree with everything except the last part. Kelvin Gastelum is my choice. I love Donald Cerrone, but I heard a story that he was struggling with some scuba diving equipment. That, to me, shows a lack of focus. Uh, point of contention kevin where did you hear this from him he was telling a story it was like donald Cerrone almost died this week and i didn't do enough research to see if it was a video from recent or a video from a few months ago but it was something about him hunting for treasure with his wife doing something really sweet they were at the bottom of a lake where it like culminates and they were trying to get the treasure up, and he something went bad with his mask, and he got out of there at the last possible second. So he almost yes, died. I believe that's a story he told on the Joe Rogan podcast. Was it uh, Joe Rogan? I didn't hear any believe... annoying pontification behind it. I, I didn't <laughs> well, hear a 40-minute interruption about the Illuminati. I just remembered the story. That's funny. I think you might have read a, a, a short synopsis of it, or he retold the story. But yes, he has mentioned about uh, the depths of diving with Joe, and it was a fascinatingly boring discussion. It was, <laughs> and I still think my point is right. Not focused. Not lasered in. He's enjoying New York, the bright lights. This is Kelvin's show. He's you know, I'll, I'll give you. 
guys. I'll give uh, Joey. I'll give you 15 seconds to respond to any of the things we've just talked about. You're welcome to say whatever you want. He called out. He's not focused. I agree with Kevin. Few, but he isn't focused. He called out somebody else for his next fight. The guy's just. He fights too much, in my opinion. But he's uh, he's not focused. It's going to be tough. I hope he wins, but I don't know if he will. Interesting. I think there was a funny yeah. meme that somebody put that uh, Conor McGregor was like, nobody fights more than me. And there's just uh, like a meme really? of like, yeah. a lot of people. Donald Cerrone just laughing <laughs> profusely. So I think Jim, it's a great one. Jim Miller standing behind him, <laughs> I think. Uh, check this out. Women's bantamweight fight between Misha Tate and Raquel Pennington. Kev, who do you got? You know, I got to stick with. I got to ride. I got to ride or die with Tate. I'm a big fan from way back. Love Raquel. Tough 17, I think. <laughs> One of the toughs. Uh, a tough 17, moron. <laughs> Misha Tate. This is easy for me. Uh, all right. Joey, what do you got for us? Yeah, she was. Wasn't she on Team Rousey for Tough 17? It yeah. wasn't 17. <laughs> it was uh, 20. It wasn't 17. Was it? What was yes, it's like 20. I thought she was on that tough. Uh, Ignore me. Man. Tough 17. Is she... a, it was, that was... The don't take his time Kate? away, but that was Jones versus. Sorry. I reset the clock because of your stupidity. Sorry, go go on. <laughs> um, but Tate's on her way down. She got her ass whooped by uh, um, Amanda Nunes, and she's not in the right state of mind. So, uh-oh, uh-oh. Fighting Raquel, Raquel, words? This is Raquel's time to shine. That's a deep-ass division. I love that division. I love it. The bantamweight right. division, the women's bantamweight, it's amazing. Kev, There's a lot of do you agree with uh, Joey referring to a ladies' division as deep ass? <laughs> I do not. I would like to respectfully call it uh, a lot of talent and hard work depth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think is the uh, appropriate way to say it. But I'm up here in Colorado. We just have a normal. That's border. fair. We don't have one. And, and- like four penises trying to escape. <laughs> <laughs> Joey, uh, can we expect any audio leaks coming out in the next coming days of things that you may have said? I don't know, maybe metamorously, because you love the organization so much. I'm just saying, we've all hey. discovered, thanks to my meme, hey. that Hollick is essentially Donald Trump. The, A lot uh, of people I, are I, saying Gina Gee was the most slept on single of all time. A lot of people are saying that. A lot of people. The most let down single of all time. He's going to lose in Bellator, by the way. He yeah. can't, like, I don't know what he's thinking about. He's desperate right now. He needs to but come out with another G and McGee. He needs to remix it. Can I, can I put this out here? Because I think this is really important to note. Uh, I was talking with Kit from uh, the publisher of Jiu-Jitsu Times at EBI. And I know I'm interrupting the game, but this idea is so genius. And I need the both of you to chime in on this. Kit said, what if he re-released Gina Gee and said, every dollar made from this goes to pay the athletes? Your thoughts, gentlemen. Um, I think that's genius. Agreed. And I want it to be uh, more in the style of Mikhail Jackson with like a 12-minute, with a good five-minute dance number, like a group thing. I just there's some part of me that loves this so much when he was saying he's like, but seriously, and he looked at me and Kit was with all earnestness saying, Raf, think about it. And I said, you're fucking right. He should totally do that. Oh, my God. 
that's the smartest idea I've ever. I was like, this is how you make money off the Jujitsu Times. I mean, that and all your clickbait articles. But like, that's amazing. <laughs> uh, we love you, Kit. Anyway, let's go to uh, our next fight. Uh, so let me see. Just making sure, Kev, you had Tate. Uh, Joe, you had Rocky. Let's go featherweight. Frankie Edgar versus Jeremy Stevens. Kev, 15 on the clock. Yeah, going to be a classic battle of who's got the nicer abs. I'll tell you who the answer. Allen Iverson's namesake, Frankie Edgar. I feel like he stomps his uh, junior opponents quite a bit. Looking for okay. a heel hook here. Looking for no, that's I don't I don't think that's happening. Because All right, Joe. He's too bored. He no. just needs to think about no. it. No, it's <laughs> just the most ridiculous. Joey, go. Fuck it. Jeremy Stevens. Who the fuck is that guy? I mean, but he has a chip on his shoulder. He's going to be, he's, I think he's going to, Frank Yeager's looking past this fight. He's not motivated. I think Jeremy Stevens is going to win. Whoa, Kev, did you hear that? Yeah, I thought we were going to talk about Frank Yeager being old, but not motivated. Interesting. Maybe. All right, 15 on the clock to you. Uh, I think we're discounting Jeremy Stevens here, are we not, though, Kev? I'm not. I'm not interested. He looks like a Dennis the Menace extra, and it's always, that's the chip on his shoulder. He was supposed to get a call back, <laughs> didn't. Not interested. Interesting. Uh, all right, let's go to our next one. Joe, you're going to lead off on this one. I'm actually going to put 20 seconds on the clock because it is our co-main. It is Tyrone Woodley champion versus Steven Wonderboy Thompson. A go. Uh, first of all, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson is the '90s kid in martial arts movies. He's that guy. How could you not want to be training under that guy or learn from that guy? I'm going with the Wonderboy. Like, I want to be. And as a martial artist, I strive to be like Wonderboy Thompson. That guy's the yes. He needs. He needs what he needs. Everything he needs. Everything as a martial artist. All right, Kev. <laughs> Kev, what do you got for us on that? Do you want to be like Wonder Boy? I wouldn't mind being like either of these guys, especially in the cardio department. I'm going to tell you that straight up and down. And frankly, having either of their work ethic would be great for me. Raph can attest to that. But I'm going to choose the champ. I'm going to stick with the champ because I like his power. And Steven Thompson, those lights are going to be awfully bright. Awfully bright. Now, here's the thing. Kev's saying you better call Tyrone. However, I will have to ask a question to you, though, which is this, Joey. Do you see the fight maybe being a little different than what you think? Because granted, Stephen Thompson, very good. But do you see an element where Tyrone Woodley could win? And if so, how? I think it's the first round. If he gets out of the first round, then it looks good for Wonderboy. But Woodley has a short window that first round that he could do it he could knock him out but i don't think he can connect with him so i don't think he he's going to get out of uh get he's going to get past the first round so what wonder boy is just too too tricky okay kev same question i am really excited for the first two and a half minutes of this fight and frankly i i actually don't agree that the championship rounds favor thompson I think every round this goes after the first three favor Woodley, by and large. Um, but I'm looking forward to the limbs versus the compact matchup, and I think we're going to see Woodley put him on the ground and rough him up. That's my prediction. In the in the All first right. three minutes, I do agree. That's when Woodley has a real opportunity to take him down. 
Interesting. All right, let's go to our next fight. It is a lightweight fight. Uh, Joey, let's have you lead off this one again. Uh, it is Khabib uh, Normandy versus Michael Johnson. Uh, Khabib, uh, he's just out there when he's healthy, murking dudes. Uh, I think he's way better, got a way be- way bigger gas tank than uh, Michael Johnson. He's scary. He wrestles bears. I mean, what more do you need from a guy? He's he's gonna win. He's gonna make Michael Johnson look silly. I mean, to beat humans, beating humans still supersedes wrestling bears. Just to make sure, like you don't get a championship beating a bear that I know of, Kev. Uh, in Colorado, yeah, you definitely do. Oh, okay, yeah, especially pending the region. I the last time I was in Aspen, they told me about a thing called a bluff charge, and I still think about that. It's when a bear will charge you to see if you're afraid and they will duck away from you at the last possible second. The way to combat it is to stand your ground. I think that's complete nonsense. I what think they're telling fucking roll of the dice. I, I completely agree. Wait, how do I know if it's not a bluff charge? Oh, he'll attack you. Oh, great. That's perfect. <laughs> what so, if he does the bluff charge to see if you move and then gets on the inside of you and then just goes, and, and all right, we're and a- swat. And now we're in a hook fight. I agree, Raph. Mm-hmm. I think about that a lot. I'm prepared. I'm just saying, listen, I have, I work a lot of strategies, and I don't I don't believe that to be a good I one. I want to get into yeah. deep half quick. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a bear. I think a bear will smash your deep half. But what do you have for us on this fight? I am also going to choose Khabib the Eagle, um, Nermiga Taco something. There's a Gomez in there. Nermiga from Russia because... You know, I think twenty three and zero. You got to ride that train. You you've earned my support for twenty four. Okay. I think you're both on an accord on this one. Any chance for mo- both of you? I'll just put ten seconds on the clock. Just shout over each other. Uh, is there any chance that Michael Johnson can win? He has scary tattoos. Yeah. He, yeah, that necklace tattoo is legit. Yep. That could be the yep. great abs. The guy could win. Uh, the same name as the sprinter. Yes. Yeah. So he's got a the gold medal guy rooting for him. There you go. There you go. <laughs> that was important to do gold that, gold. I think. Yeah. Kev, let's have you lead off this one. Is a middleweight fight between Rashad Evans and Tim Kennedy. Nope. Uh I'm going with Sugar Rashad for political reasons. Tim knows what he did. I know he's a friend of the podcast, but for the next twenty four wow. hours we can't do this. We can't sit and act like there isn't <laughs> a wedge between us. Wow. I think building a wall is stupid, naive. I'm choosing All right. Rashad. Thanks, Kev. Yeah, we got you. We know who you're with. Uh, Joey, what do you got for us? Okay, Kevin, I want to thank you so very much for picking Sugar Rashad Evans. You're because welcome. the person that picks against Tim Kennedy is not an American. Oh, wow. Tim Kennedy Guilty. all the way. <laughs> wow. There couldn't have been more Texas response. Kev, would it surprise you <laughs> if I were to tell you that our good friend here has done commentary with one? Tim Kennedy. I was waiting for that shoe to drop. Texas people can't help but brand each other like, hey, you also have the flag on your thing. Perfect. But here's the important part to know about Tim Kennedy doing it. Tim Kennedy showed up for the On Invitational, which our friends at the Jiu-Jitsu podcast got to be uh, co-helming with. And uh, Tim Kennedy just shows up and is like, yo, guys, I'm going to drop some Tim Kennedy knowledge. Um. Do you feel that clouds his judgment, though, Kev? Is he not able to look at this? Because we haven't seen Tim Kennedy in a cage for a while. Like Joey's deep in the denial front. You know, hey, 
<laughs> frankly, I'm sure it'll go to judge's decision, and he'll be like, "What? How do it was a knockout?" We're like, "No, scientifically, that's not what happened." But like science, science, the media is biased, and we're going to struggle to get past the next step. Up, so I know for a fact. <laughs> It's been a few since Tim K got in the cage, and Rashad's wow. hungry. I gotta make some calls, Kevin, for our our uh, our two hundredth episode. Oh, I don't know. You? Oh, all that hold on, me. let's roll uh, that back back. So, yeah. Tim's a patriot, and I respect his opinion. Mm-hmm. What makes this country great is our ability to disagree. <laughs> Joey, uh, let me ask you this: for you, when you're talking with Tim Kennedy. And he's intensely looking at you. Are you ever afraid? You have to be. That's a real moment. That's a, that's a moment where you got to question whether or not you you're in it or you're out. And Tim Kennedy gives you that feeling. He gives you that security. He knows you. He's there and he's serious about life. So yes, he made me question my my audacity, my intensity for life. Can't can't back down from a guy like that. But like, did he ever call you a civilian or something? Like, did he just slip up? Like, did he think that you were USADA and he pulled a gun on you? Just, I need to know these things. Not quite. I don't think I threatened him. I'm pretty uh, unintimidating in person. So yeah, I got no. news for you. Have you seen the people from USADA? Not super threatening. <laughs> these are not green arrows. <laughs> these are. Dick Till, you guys have missed the part on the show, or you have not, but <laughs> there is a beginning. I encourage you to listen of this show of us saying dick pill just go back if you were just tuning in and you skipped the beginning of this show go to the very beginning of this show because i do not get over it. are we are we not <laughs> saying dick pill anymore it's <laughs> just so funny it's... it was written in an official scientific document i just well you know what i'm not gonna give it any more time it's too good uh kev i'm gonna ask you on this next one women's strawweight fight between carolina koala and Joanna, Mr. Wazisawisk. Joanna Jedrzejczyk is my choice. You know how you feel like you walk into a cage, and I I walk around, uh, Joey, you might not know this, at a poultry 187. You do not. That's what I'm currently walking around at. Uh, I I think she would murder me. If I got in the cage with Joanna Jedrzejczyk, I think I would get murdered. I I don't even think a submission would be enough. She'd be like, fuck this guy for even thinking so. (laughs) I'm in in a Poland versus Poland crime match. I'm choosing the champ. All right, Joey. I think this girl, uh, what's her name again? She got how many syllables does she have in her name? Yeah. Uh, You know what her name looks like? Joanna's name looks Don't even The Both of their names look like, you know, when you press down your keyboard for too long and it just does crazy <laughs> letters. That's what both of their names look like. Who has more? That's who I'm going with. <laughs> who has more? I think Carolina actually has more letters. Te- technically, yes. Technically, Kevin. Carolina's technically. an awesome name. It's a little longer. Okay. Uh, is that where you're going? Are you going Carolina? Are you going against the odds I'm on this going, one? Yeah, I'm going to go against the champ. That's a shocker, but yeah, I'm going against the champ, and I'm a huge wow. Carolina fan. Wow. Okay. All right. So Let's go to our names. next fight. I'm storing that one for future use, Raf, if it works. Oh, hey. Uh, that's a great uh, note for Kevin because he doesn't really use real analysis. Uh, hey, Joey, this is the part of the show where I like to tell people 
that yes, we do a wager on this show between you and Kevin. Now, granted, you're a jiu-jitsu podcast, so we know you don't make any money. Uh, so it won't be money. We don't do that because jiu-jitsu. But we are also a jiu-jitsu podcast. So yes, correct. No one. So what we try to come up with is creative things that uh, the other guy has to do if they lose. Kevin, can you potentially give some of those examples of things that you've done when you've lost this show many a time? You know, I could tell you about what I'm working on. I was actually driving by BJ's today. I have to eat that. I have to try and eat that giant ice cream dessert. Um, I had to do a hundred burpees on camera for Drew Weatherhead, which, and you know, when you're filming it, it makes you really look out of shape. Um, I, there's been some T-shirt bets, changing of social media, uh, thirty to one minute message, thirty second to one minute messages about the other person. Uh, I'm currently editing a film where Joey House just beat the shit out of me from L.A. Oh, also, uh, I should let you know, uh, I think we got Gary to do a response to you yesterday. Shut up, really? That fucker yes. owes me a video, and I hadn't forgot about it. Well, I was I watching we have a response, smug, though. silent on the issue, ass, do a post-interview EBI. Now, he didn't even mention it, and he knows I was thinking about it. I think what you're trying to say is Freddie Mercury, the later years. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Freddie Mercury, if he had really stopped moisturizing. Absolutely. Okay. So, Joey, uh, you, I don't need to know what it is if you have thought of something, just in the time we've said something. But do you have an idea of a bet, potentially? Not nothing comes to mind, but I think I can get creative. Not a problem because we got three more fights to go through. And Kev, I'm going to have you lead off on this one. Uh, welterweight fight between Vicente Lecure, Lecure and Bilal, not a Muslim. He, first of all, Bilal Muhammad is definitely his his nickname is Remember the Name versus Vincente the Silent Assassin Luke. So there's a clear flip-flop on who's got the better name. You know what? I'm going to go I'm going to go Bilal Muhammad, remember the name. I've enjoyed Joey's ball fortitude in taking the Koalana more syllables. I'm taking Bilal. Remember the name. Okay. All right, that's interesting. Uh, Joey, uh, who are you taking in this fight that Donald Trump disavows? Well, whoever Kevin didn't pick, obviously. Uh, well, that's Vicente Lico. So, yeah, it's probably a good choice. All right, like a, there we go. Like a prisoner Gentlemen, let's go to our next fight. I'm excited for this one. It is a women's bantamweight fight. Joey, you're going to lead off. It is between Liz Carmouche and Caitlin Chook again. <laughs> It is Duke again. Liz Carmouche, she's such a sweetie. She's the uh, she's a really good uh, high level grappler too. Really, really familiar in Planet. Uh, so, so I think she's got the got the tools to win. Make sure. Let's let's time out here, Kev. I'm I'm going to give you time to respond, but I need to ask you a deep question, Kev. Yeah, I've heard Liz Carmouche be called many things in her time. <laughs> A sweetie. Is that the first word that pops to your brain? No. Anyone that heel hooks on a live stage like she does, not a sweet person. I'm going to say it. And whose nickname is Gorilla. Yeah, Gorilla. She is. She's, and kind of known for ground and pound and like the most violent form of fighting. 
I'm, I'm going to come back choose... to Kevin's pick. Oh, hold on. I'm, I'm not even going to give you time to pick yet. Okay. Joey. You already know who I'm choosing. I know who you're choosing, but Joey. Sweetie? <laughs> I, if you know somebody, I've, I've met her. I got a chance to meet her before, and she was super nice. So uh, why can't you go against a girl like that? And, uh, again, I think her, her jiu-jitsu is really good for MMA. So she's, uh, she's got, I think she, she's going to win. Kev, I think we're getting closer to finding some real Access Hollywood-esque tapes being leaked of one Joey Forty. But, Kev, let me ask you, why don't you say who you're officially picking so that we can put on the record? Uh, at the last Blonde Fighters meeting, Caitlin mm-hmm. Chukagan and I had a conversation about just being blonde and fighters. You're not a fighter, though. Yeah, I only half qualified. But no. <laughs> I was there mostly as media. I'm choosing Caitlin because we stick together. She's undefeated. Okay. A lot of reach. <clears throat> Got some upsets. Well, that's good. Gents, I think we've gotten to the point where we pick the main event. I'm putting 30 seconds on here, so feel free to cover this however you like. But I'm going to start with Joey. Joey, you got 30 seconds to make your best convincing argument of who is going to win the lightweight title match between Eddie Alvarez and Conor McGregor. You will get extra points if you do it in a conor mcgregor voice time starts now there's no way in the world i can do an irish accent not gonna even try but mcgregor is there's never been anybody like him in mma before he's transcending the sport i think and uh alvarez is just he's he's been battled he's been bruised he's too delicate i think uh mcgregor is just he's he he just came off of a fight with a bigger guy and he he and he exceeded he you know he outpunched and uh, out out wrestled I think in my opinion Nate Diaz won that fight so I think it's going to be very difficult for Eddie Alvarez to even win any rounds I think McGregor's going to be strong and, and dominant the whole five rounds I don't All think right. he'll knock him out but I think he'll win by decision. All right, Kev. He has McGregor via decision. Um, I would actually like to just, Raph, I'm going to put you on mute for a second. And oh, I'm, yeah, go for I'm, it. I'm going to go to Conor McGregor live, whom we have waiting on retainer because we have a very powerful lawyer. Uh, the notorious one, we have Joey here, who's more of a jiu-jitsu <laughs> guy, so forgive him, says you're going to win via decision. How do you feel about that? Does that hurt more than just losing? Who the fuck is that guy? I don't know, um, and frankly, I muted the guy that knew before I brought you on, so we just need to play it fast and loose. Listen, listen, Kev, Kev, I'm changing the game, okay? okay. The game's changed. The Hold on, the MMA game? Or you thought we you were... were playing Uno, but I'm here playing, you know, Crazy Eights, Kevin. You don't even see that, do you? Huh? No, I, I don't even understand the context of that. Uh, I'm playing Battleship when you're playing Connect Four. I guess that's what I'm saying. Are you winning? I'd rather not speak of that. Well, that's fair. So how do you see the fight going down between you <laughs> and Alvarez? <laughs> you're laughing. You're hardly it? quitting me already. Listen, it, 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 you know, it, it, these guys, they're coming through and they're, they're trying to, they're messing with me, me gold. And, you know, uh, listen, Kev, hmm. what's one thing I've, you've ever learned about Conor McGregor? You're, you know, you're tenacious. You have a 
bombastic personality. <laughs> You're damn right I fucking have a bombastic personality. Here's the thing. Number one, Dawn. Changing it. Probably going to do something after UFC 205. So, you know, fuck off. Ladies and gentlemen, the notorious one. Um, wow. I spoke about your morning. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, current 145-pound champ trying to be the 155. Raph, I'm going to bring you back as I make a choice <laughs> here. Um, okay. Well, that was very nice of you. You know, Connor sounded like he had like, a little bit of a cold, too. It was really weird. He's in fight camp mode. You know, he's trying to be he skinny. Is, yeah, yeah, he's tired. You know, all those rounds with Dylan Dana. Hey, we do know. Um, just that Gordon can tell you. Tough guy to fight. Hmm. Uh, Eddie Alvarez is my choice to win this fight. I haven't seen Connor outright win a fight in a few. And I haven't seen him do it against an active fighter. Mm. I don't think he won that mm. last fight. I think he lost it. I know he lost the one before that. I think he's going to lose this one. So you think Conor McGregor is going to lose this fight to Eddie Alvarez? Yes, I do. Okay. Joey, if you were to say anything about this fight, what is the most unexpected element you think is going to play a factor? I think uh, Connor's jiu-jitsu. I think he might even get crazy enough to pull guard in the fight. Maybe. Are you? Are you but are you buying the Connor jiu-jitsu thing? I get the Dylan thing is happening. But are you really buying the jiu-jitsu thing that they're I'm buying the jiu-jitsu. buying the jiu-jitsu. Kavanaugh's a good... Kavanaugh's a it's not a referendum on Kavanaugh. It is not. It is a, are you buying the jiu-jitsu of Connor McGregor that they are pushing? Kev, I will ask you the same question. No, and Alvarez is he's a wrestler still and a damn good one. Like uh I, I and I think McGregor's choice is to strike, and when your choice is to strike, can you fight that? I I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I mean, if he finds in the good timing, I think that's Connor's best thing. He's elusive with the striking. If he comes in and out and he dodges in and finds a good rhythm, I think it's gonna be really hard for that wrestler to connect with them. But if there's one thing you know about wrestlers is they're just tenacious in their ability to press forward under duress. Right. So that is what worries me about, uh, you know, Conor McGregor in terms of keeping his distance. I just see somebody who's going to be on him for a bulk of the time. Now, that's not to say that I think Conor's necessarily going to lose. I just think it's an interesting matchup between the two. Well, guys, we did see jiu-jitsu versus wrestling on Friday night on Bellator, right? So that <laughs> Go on. turn out the way... Yeah. So, but I still, I, I'm a jujitsu nut at heart. So I want to see jujitsu succeed. So I think it's, yeah, he'll be, it's, he's going to figure out a way to, to negate his wrestling. Mm, Interesting. I do find that odd. I mean, Kev, would you have expected somebody who has a podcast named the jujitsu podcast to be a jujitsu nut? See, I, he struck me as more of a Krav Magra guy, but you know, don't judge a book by its cover. Krav Magra. Krav Magra. Sounds like the worst textbook manufacturer. It's a Texas version of Israeli fighting. They exclusively listen to country music while it's going on. It's also married to Faith Hill. No big deal. It's all good, guys. 
All right, guys, we have come to the part where we start to get to uh, the tiebreakers, which are performances of the night. So they give out two of those usually and a fight of the night. This is what happens if you guys tie for whatever reason. I don't think you will, but odd things happen during fight week. So let us go to Kevin. Who do you think will be the two performances of the night and the fight of the night? Yeah, first performance of the night goes to Joanna Jedrzejczyk. Um, Second performance of the night is going to go all the way down the card to Khabib. Okay. Before fight of the night. And this one's difficult because there's a lot of great fights on this card for fight of the night. Uh, I'm going to go Kelvin Gastelum Cerrone. Okay. That's a, that's a good dark horse. What do you got for us, Joey? Uh, I think performance of the night's going to go to Jeremy Stevens. I think, again, I think he's just uh, motivated, unlike uh, Frankie Yeager. So I think that's the performance <laughs> of the night. Yeah, I think, I don't, I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I think he's going to go, he's going to mow over uh, Frankie Yeager. But uh, fight of the okay. night, um, I like uh, Carolina and Joanna. I think those, those girls are going to put on a great show. Um, and, uh, of course, Carolina is going to steal the belt in the, in, in Madison square garden in front of ev- millions of fans. So that's going to be fight of the night. What was the other one? Uh, so it's two performances of the night and uh fight of the night. So you just did fight of the night. So you need one more performance of the night, I believe. Khabib, Khabib, Normandy. Yeah. He's going to, he's going to destroy and put a pounding on, uh, uh, Michael Johnson. So, all right, gents, he'll, he'll... In, in the sake of being uh, fair here, I believe you both picked Khabib as a performance of the night. Yeah. So can we yeah. split to somebody else because oh, these are tiebreakers? Okay. Um, I, I got Tim Kennedy. Okay, I'll, I'll take that. Yeah. Kev, do you want to stick with Khabib if he takes Tim? Uh, I want to go. I, oh, I, I think it's fair that we both move to a different person. He can oh, have you, Tim Kennedy. I, I'll take Damn. Jim Miller. Okay. Dark wow. Oh, ooh. I know. I like how that ended. All right. Listen here, Joey. We always defer to the guests to come up with the bet. If you do not have one, I know Kevin will have one in his mind. I don't know that you want to go down that route. However, <laughs> we are always happy to collaborate and come up with something fun together. Do you have something in mind since we last brought it up? Now, Kevin, you did talk about your weight briefly in the show. So how, what's your physical capacity? Are you in the best of shape right now? If he's at 187, which is a lie, he's in great shape. <laughs> We're going to pro training uh, tomorrow. That's any indication. I'm in okay shape right now. I'm doing okay. How about, well, it can't be, it can't take you all day to finish, but. Uh, instead of instead of burpees, I would do a hundred push-ups if you can do that. I accept with one caveat. <laughs> it has to be a hundred push-ups with an omittance that the other's home state is better. Uh, meaning, <laughs> you win. I'll do a hundred push-ups and proclaim Texas is a better state than Colorado. I win. You do 100 push-ups and proclaim officially Colorado's a better state than Texas. It's for you to fill in the details. I just want that proclamation in the 100. 
I agree. Yeah. We have an accord, yeah. Raph. We have. Uh, we have. I don't believe we have a full accord. I would like to add in my own two cents here. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's a welcome, Raph Sparta. Listen. I'm the edgy gay here. I know exactly <laughs> what I do here. So this is my job is to make sure things are fair and, and advantageous to all parties. I would like to say this. There also has to be a one minute niceness on the other's podcast. So that means the loser has to say something wonderful about the winner on their respective podcast. Oh, I'll agree to that. Yeah, there's plenty of time during that 100 pushups where I'm going to need to talk to stall. <laughs> so that works. Jerry, are you I good mean, with that? You're you're speaking you're speaking to my heart. I can't I can't not agree. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. nice. yeah. He's just volunteering. I can already hear his polite Yeah, sound. I know. He's just like <laughs> he's just thinking to himself, he's just like, I've already thought of the nice things I'm gonna say about Kev just in case and I'm gonna write it in an envelope. But you know what I think? 200 episodes you think you know you're not the king of podcasts let's be real i don't think there's been a king declare you guys have been going on a little bit longer than us so hold on i'm sorry were you speaking to the king oh god now you address it joey i'm not in favor of this hold on hold on wait wait hold on shut up shut up shut up kev you do realize that like when i said king podcast that's like both of us like we're the kings of the Jiu-jitsu podcast. I, I didn't see it that way, and I don't think Gordon did either. I think I think everyone was just like, "Oh, rap." Okay. Listen, it was being brought up for a satirical point, and it was smart. But like, if I'm running with it, you're included. You know, that's how that works, right? Oh, uh, well, now Does I'm back in. Now I'm back. All right, in. that's what I thought. All right, whatever, loser. Listen. You can go back to everything's bigger in Texas. The Wow, I really love how much time you spent coming up with the name. How long did it really take you guys to come up with the Jiu-Jitsu podcast? Basically, you took Jiu-Jitsu, added podcast, and put an article right in front of it. Congratulations. Well, Raph, a lot of people don't know this. It was actually an Jiu-Jitsu podcast for a while, but they had a really tough debate amongst the five so of tough. them where it was like, I don't think people are going to like just the and sign. Is that even grammatically uh, correct? And then that brought in care about Jiu-Jitsu grammar. podcast? Is it better than a Jiu-Jitsu? Or is it and? What Jiu-Jitsu and podcast? Well, now it sounds like a, a question. This isn't uh, going to go well. Uh, the one and only oh there we go a lot more symbols mm, mm. well joey it's adorable when you try to talk trash because you just like <laughs> no one can no one can take you seriously but uh we we love you guys you're very good at what you do for not being us um what can we do to tell people where can they find your show because i'm sure if they're listening to us they're like who is this and why and what's going on uh, but where can people find your show? Sir? Well, if they want to see more of us or more of me, they mm. can look on, uh, I actually was on uh, YouTube the other day with Matt therapy on their podcast. So you can check, just Google my name. You'll find it. It's right above, uh, Rafa Sparza in, uh, in the Google rankings. So you'll be able to see my name first. <laughs> Jiu Jitsu podcast. So That's if amazing. you Google my name, it'll come above his, above his name. But, Mm-hmm. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at the Jitsu Podcast, um, iTunes and Stitcher. You can find it. So pretty available. Hey, Kev, you know what I love about Math Therapy? That it charges to your insurance. No, Math Therapy, the podcaster. Uh, Math oh. Therapy. Uh, they've only done like what twenty five episodes, twenty six somewhere in there. 
already figured it out. Okay. It took what? The jiu-jitsu podcast? Like a hundred even to like be like, how do these microphones work? <laughs> this is weird. Do we plug them in? Do they just pick us up? The accents, the accents are definitely uh, a part of it. That's just like, gosh, this uh, this microphone. Who knew when I speak into it, it goes into a computer. Anyway, um, let's say this, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Joey. If you would so be kind, obviously everybody go listen to their podcast. Uh, you guys recently had uh, your 100th episode, which I thought was real fun with uh, Eddie Braj himself. Uh, there's some great information if you guys want to hear that about uh, combat jiu-jitsu because they do talk about that. And I know a lot of people don't know what it is, but I thought you guys did a good job of getting them to open up a little bit more about the rules and what they can come to expect uh, in a couple weeks. And then uh, when uh, I believe it's EBI 11 is when they're doing it or sometime in early 2017. So for more information, go listen to the jiu-jitsu podcast with that. They've also got the uh, EBI 9 companion podcast, which I don't know where is worth a listen because I was too busy being there and reporting. But uh, from everything Joey was saying, it sounds like a good time. Uh, Kev, do you have any? Uh, we do what we can. Yep. Uh, Kev, do you have anything you want to say to Joey before we sign him off? Well, obviously, I don't like him. Um, but I've really enjoyed my time with him. I just want to be super clear about that. And I think people should spend more time with him by listening to the Jiu Jitsu podcast. Sounds like a good plan. Joey, will you be so kind as to join us next week to find out the results of the over under Kevin game live on air with us? Yeah. Bring you guys up down. Sounds good. Well, ladies and gentlemen from the Jiu Jitsu podcast, one of the nine co-hosts, Joey Forty. <laughs> Bodie, you got it wrong, bro. Come on. Yeah, you don't deserve to get it right. Don't don't tell me. Ah, that. Bro. Easy. All right, thanks guys. <laughs> Raph Esparza, what a podcast. We've covered mm. a lot. Um mm-hmm. there is a there's a lot of girth to what we've Nope. No, started. no, that was what I was doing. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I I just, uh, I don't know why that word occurred to me. Can't imagine that it's your fault in any way. I just would hate for you to keep inserting and inserting <laughs> unnecessary qualifiers into a podcast that may or not, may not yeah. be giving you its consent, Kevin. Yeah, wouldn't do it, won't do it. Not on election night. You know me, Rav. I stand... And and listen, guys, you don't know this, but it is election eve here on the podcast. So if you're listening to this in the future, congratulations. You know what happened. Yeah. Jealous. Kevin and I are now living in a world where we just want it to be done, much like most of you guys. But we will make our quick impassioned plea if you so happen to be hearing this and you have the ability to go do so. But go vote. Don't be a moron who's saying the system is man. I don't, you know, my way. I don't know. And votes hard, the but like, I think like, people because the counting so and does. you know what I mean. The aliens too. I think also and as well. Nine eleven was inside something. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care who you vote for, but there's a clear right answer. That's all I'll say. Yeah, I do care who people vote for. I've been on a strong. <laughs> fucking please vote for Hillary Clinton. Uh what about her email? It's like, what about what he said? What about what came out of his mouth? The motherfucker's been using a private email server his entire life, as of so many. But Kevin, she's right. crooked and she's like the worst. And also, yeah. have you seen the people she's killed? Killery, right? Those are my my theories too. I'm just talking about what he said and did. <laughs> so I'm still uh, 
I'm not working off like one dimensional offshoots. I'm like, hey, I think you really did this. So I'm uh, I'm focused on I'm with her. Pan My favorite Nation. thing I've ever seen is uh, somebody put up a thing that said, you know, conspiracy theories can always happen because strings can always connect to anything. So that's fucking true advice. Yeah. And I was like, that's, that's pretty good. Anyway, that, so that means it's time for some shout outs, Raph. That's right. Let's get to some shout outs. Uh, Shout out to our little upcoming trip. I'm yes. Gonna, I'm throwing some teasers out. Yes. You and I are going to be uh, in the same location doing jujitsu. So spoilers are coming about. Well, we'll probably talk more about that on the next podcast. Five stars on iTunes. Let us know if you like spoilers, <laughs> don't like spoilers, how you feel about them, just who's, who you're voting for. It all works. Five stars. Just uh, let us know. And. I'm going to move on to the Jubera crew. First, Professor Matthew Jubera doing some fighting. Uh, won his first match via Darce. Thank God someone who knows what's going on was paying attention. Because I was like, hey, I went to turn to Vicky. I was like, Vicky, Jubera's fight. What happened? He won. Well, how did he win? What was he just? He was just passing. And then I said <laughs> that someone updated. I was like, okay, there we go. Oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah, tricky guy. Fought an up-and-comer named Josh Hanger. In the second round, mm. a little bit of a tough matchup. Uh, yeah. I heard he had a good day. I heard he had a good tournament in general, yes. I think, in the light heavyweight Pretty division. Good. I'll double yeah. check. Uh, good competitor. So badass to watch uh, Jubera fight it out. That was that was really fun. And, you know, whew, good match. That is a blast watching him fight Hanger. That's a tough one. Everybody that um, is fighting full time, when you get to watch the chance between some people that you know fight get to fight the uh top level guys it was a blast nogi worlds in general had some really good fights got to watch a lot of it shout out to you and your ebi coverage i was glued to as much ebi as i could be and it was always fun to uh click over and see some lighthearted commentary uh which you were providing live and on stage enjoyed the whole thing start to finish big shout out to the team Take some classes from Will last week. Headed to some pro training where I can get savagely beaten by Jibera, uh tomorrow. That'll be fun. He just moves so quick for a larger person, for someone mm. larger than me. Why is he faster? Like, I feel like there should be a rule. You know, if you're smaller, you're faster. Period. There shouldn't be any if hands or butts about that. Oh, that, I think that's would, not true. You're no, not that. no, that's not that's not a thing. Just moves so quickly. <laughs> his hips and his uh it's going to be fun, especially starting from standing with the uh, judo black belt. Always good. Do that. That's going to do it for me, Raf. All right. Let's start by thanking everybody who helped us at this weekend's EBI. Um, it is always a collaborative effort. You know, I, I myself get to take credit by being the guy on camera, but there's so many people behind the scenes who make it actually work. So my first credit goes to, obviously, Octavio Villanueva, who uh, had a great, great uh, time. Uh, working with on this particular uh, project. Octavio was getting some good photos here and there and also doing, you know, a ton of really cool uh, things backstage. So um, we're hoping you guys will enjoy the interviews as we get those up as soon as possible. Um, I also want to thank uh, Blanca, Marissa Garcia. I want to thank uh, Megan Prosciutto. I want to thank all of the people who work tirelessly at EBI. We all see each other. It becomes like a thing. I'm very sad because next month's going to be the first EBI that I've missed since the first one. 
So I wish them well as they go to New Mexico, but we may be covering something else that weekend. Hint, hint. So um, there is that as well. I also want to um, send a big shout out to the guys at the LA Jiu-Jitsu Club. Been having some great training, uh, getting ready for, I guess, what's altitude training, Kevin? Is that what you do out there? <laughs> yes. Is Somebody told me, and I don't want to mention names, but they might be named Zach. They're like, um, I don't really believe in altitude training. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I do. That's really, I like, that's very Zach, by the way. I don't believe in altitude training. It's like, I don't know. I might not believe in it. And I was like, well, have you experienced it? Like, I, I tend to see fighters go out that way for a particular reason. So I think maybe there's something to it. Uh, but anyway, so yes, I'm trying to get uh, nicely adjusted for that. I'm looking forward to Kevin uh, uh, showing me around all of Denver and all of that sort of fun stuff. So what else? Uh, the guys from Jiu Jitsu club. I also got to see Denny Prokopos today. I had a great conversation with him. I want to send him a big shout out. A very nice gentleman. He gave me some insight as to what was going through Vinny's mind. And, uh, I mean, listen, Vinny Magales is great. I want to give him a shout out as well as the people who were backstage, uh, who I did interviews with, you know, your Gary, your Gordon, um, uh, your Lynn, your your Dan O'Brien, all of those great people. I hope you guys enjoy those interviews. And again, if you haven't seen the John Danaher interview that we put up uh, from EBI 8, please go watch that. We're getting a lot of good feedback, and we appreciate when you guys give us good notes and such. And um, I also want to thank our good friend Jules Telfa because um, he uh, had me come train with him uh, over the past weekend as well. And oh my God, that was murderous. But uh, the good kind of murder, I think. <laughs> I think. I'm not sure. I'm alive. We'll keep you posted. Yeah, we'll keep you posted there. And uh, shout out to America. Let's just say that, Kev. Because, you know, we, we I don't think we were really doing anything before the last election. But I think it's a nice way to pivot to say it's been almost four years of us. So we're about to hit our 200th episode. We're about to get... Uh, some really, really good guests and some surprises to come on. And uh, Kevin and I will be in the same place for that. So we we are getting more and more excited by the day for that sort of stuff. But um, the shout out to America goes not just for our thanks, but uh, like we said, go vote if you can. Go if you vote. are not voting uh, and you it, you listen to this too later. You know, I understand it. It sucks. But uh, register you know. and vote next year. Register and vote the next time because, like, the, the nice local elections, those are important, too. So Seriously. wherever you're listening to this, too, it's very important. I understand it's easy to be cynical, but keep in mind, it's easy to be cynical. So take that for what you will. And uh, I'll see you tomorrow, probably drunken, on my uh, Facebook Live, trying to get through it all. Martinis it is. That's going to do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night and dick pill. I'm with her. <laughs> don't, don't combine the two. I feel oh, that. I'm with her dick pill. Wait. That's not, that's not it at all. Why does she have a dick pill? She doesn't. Well, I'm just I'm I don't know. hashtags. According to some very reliable sites. <laughs>